Hello and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. My name is Bob Martin. I'm the president and CEO of Imagine America Foundation. In the last 20 years, Imagine America has provided scholarship support and tuition assistance to students attending career colleges all across this country. The purpose of this podcast is to promote technical and career education and to inform the public of career opportunities that are not just in high demand, but essential to the American workforce. We hope you will enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Imagine America Radio. I'm Bob Martin, the host of today's show. I'm joined by my foundation colleague, Lee Doubleday. We're very excited about today's podcast topic. What is a career in technical college? Where did the career colleges come from? What's their genesis? How are they different from other types of post-secondary institutions? And what is the future of these particular colleges and universities? I'd like to start off today with a very brief introduction of our, our, of our guest. Today, we're joined by Shelley Travis. Shelly is the Executive Director of Skills USA. Skills USA is located in Northern Virginia and is one of the largest national student organizations representing high school and middle, middle school students looking at career and technical education. They have over 350,000 members nationwide in partnerships with ASE, Carhartt, John Deere, Home Depot, Snap-on Tools, Toyota, and more and more and more. We could not think of a better person to talk about this and a better guest for today's episode. Shelly, we want to thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Looking well, forward to are, it. Are, are you comfortable with us calling you Shelly? It's very informal. Oh, absolutely. Please call me Shelly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's start off. So let's start off from common ground. Why don't we start off with a definition of what, of what we think or what you think as the guest is a career technical college. That's for our audience to understand. So Shelly, what is, what is a career technical college in your mind? So, so to me, what is so important for, as I'm speaking to middle schoolers and, and high school students as well, and we're talking about their future careers and career opportunities that are for them, and the importance of post-secondary education. So I think post-secondary um, career and technical education and a post-secondary um, career and technical institution takes many shapes. Um, those could come in the form of apprenticeship programs, um, of ACT centers um, or ATC centers, um, and uh, the Aero Technical Centers. Uh, those, uh, those technical centers are CTE-focused institutions that serve learners um, in school districts and educational service areas and in workforce um, areas or regions, and they're often um, sub-baccalaureate, meaning that they don't lead to a, um, a four-year um, degree. And um, they concentrate on training um, that can be for secondary learners and post-secondary learners or both. Um, then there are technical colleges, community colleges, um, and universities that have technical programs as well. So really, um, career and technical education at the post-secondary level can take many different uh, many different forms. And I think that's important to know. All right. Well, you know, this question that we're answering and defining career and technical schools sounds like a relatively simple question, but I think to get a better picture of what a career and technical school really is, uh, we should take a look at the past. Where career and technical education came from, 
you know, like Bob said, the genesis of career and technical education. Now, Shelley, you've been in, uh, you've been working in this space for a very long time. Can you briefly explain to our audience how career and technical education came about in the first place? Well, that's a very uh, great question. And uh, career and technical education actually has its roots in the very founding of our country and the very founding of the United States. Uh, and from the start, uh, knowledge and skill set for our citizens um, was actually considered very important. Um, the right to a free public education for ch children was actually stressed early in our history. Apprenticeships soon gave way to formal schooling in certain trades. And during the first 50 years of the United States, public education was very limited. And actually, it wasn't until the early 1800s that uh, females began to enter schools to prepare for teaching opportunities. And then that went into the early 19th century and workforce and public education system actually started working together to create a continuous stream of workers for different jobs. Schools specializing in training students to enter certain areas of the workforce started opening their doors, creating the framework really for career and technical education. And then the first manual training school was established in St. Louis, Missouri in 1879. And it set the foundation for modern career and technical education. Um, the school actually combined hands-on learning um, and academics. So our technical skills and our academics. And the first trade school was opened in New York in, New York in 1881. So near the turn of the 20th century, we saw agricultural education start to thrive and agricultural schools started to open their doors. And then the federal role in career and technical education began over 100 years ago with the Smith-Hughes Smith National Vocational Education Act of 1917. That legislation marked the first federal investment in secondary vocational education. And this spurred the first mass acceptance of career and technical education uh, that came after World War I and, move, and that movement spread uh, in the years that followed. Career and technical education really expanded then to include adult education and retraining of our citizens to re-enter the workforce. And World War II caused a surge in career and technical education as technical skills were needed for dispense purposes. And since then, we've really seen a continued evolution. Um, at the national level, funding for CTE programs is now provided through the Strengthening Career and Technical Education Act for the 21st century. And also um, that act is known as um, Perkins 5. So at the national level, the funding for CTE programs is provided through the Strengthening Career and Technical Education for the 21st Century Act also known as Perkins 5, and Congress uh, actually last renewed that in August of 2018 and put additional funding in uh, the year that followed in FY 2019 actually for career and technical education. And I think we've seen it really come full circle where we saw initially we had a lot of focus on apprenticeship programs. And I think even now within the pandemic, um, we have seen um, a focus really on um, and a spotlight on career and technical education as we've seen the essential nature um, of um, technical skills and of our technical workers um, in the United States and the importance um, that they play. And we're also seeing a resurgence of those apprenticeship programs and the importance of actually getting that hands-on experience 
in addition to the academics, so those technical skills that are grounded in academics and those personal and workplace skills as well. Having been around it for a very long time, I'm listening. That was a very good, very, very nice explanation in bringing us up through the the history. You and I could talk. I've I've researched some of this stuff on on the school side, but the exciting thing about Skills USA, as I see it, this is Bob Martin speaking, is that it is it is driven by a student leadership groups, as I as I remember. Mm-hmm. So as as I was listening to your presentation, and I was listening to our country go through this evolution that you talked about, beginning in eighteen hundred and agricultural. So then you then you understand where the future farmers came from because mm-hmm. that was being driven by an agricultural based based um, economy. And then I listened to you hear you say we had commercial we had the commercial side. Of, of, of the, the country explode. Then you see all these business business and secretarial schools. So then you've got, if, not, if I'm not mistaken, you've got the DECA people that have those, some of those kinds of, some of those kinds of students. Marketing expertise. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so each time, but the key thing in my mind has always been Carl Perkins, the, you mentioned Perkins, the mm-hmm. Carl Perkins, I believe, is the gentleman that put into legislation these student leadership groups. In other words, I believe he's the one that recognized them in 1964, I believe. Absolutely. He established them. He says, we got to have people like Skills USA out there that's mobilizing these young people. So when I heard you say Perkins, I go, oh my God, I remember Carl Perkins. I remember his his son came in. His son came in Mm -hmm. and so... We have a lot of common ground in all this. So you've explained all that. Excellent. Thank you. How do you see, what's the difference in your mind between those kind of schools and those and, and traditional colleges? In other words, what do they do that's more, that seems to be a little bit more attractive to the your high school students than a traditional college, curriculum-wise, I guess? So I think one of the main keys in in any post-secondary career and technical education program is really that connection um, between business and industry. The the CTE programs, the post-secondary CTE institutions um, are designed to really support and prepare learners to actually meet the needs of industry. And so the flexibility that they have and some of the requirements that they have to actually have business and industry at the table, um, driving the curriculum, stating this is what we need our entry-level employee to be able to do, um, and and then the institution being able to then design that curriculum to meet those needs. So that responsiveness to the industry needs is, is so critical, and that connection. I think that's one really key factor to some of the success of SkillsUSA is actually that connection to business and industry um, and providing um, that connection um, to our states, our students, our advisors, and our business and industry partners, um, and creating that pipeline um, for um, business and industry of the workers uh, that they really need. Um, so in career and technical education is really focused on um, not only your career success, um, but your personal success as well. So, um, so at SkillsUSA, I think something that we focus on that is so important, we call our framework skills. And this is uh, what is ingrained in every, um, in every SkillsUSA program is your 
technical skills uh, that are grounded in academics and those that we know that are so important, but also bringing together our personal and workplace skills to support those technical skills um, as well. Um, I think that is really um, in creating that pipeline that um, the, the employer needs. It's often those, those employability skills or their, those personal and those workplace skills that I was talking about. Um, those skills are really skills that employers need. They are demanding of our students, but many times our employees are lacking and um, their entry level employees are lacking. And so I think that's really a difference in, in technical education um, and in many other forms of education is actually that connection to industry, the uh, flexibility and um, the nimbleness um, to be able to, um, to react to the changes in those needs and proactively plan for those as well because of the business and industry um, connection. Um, also, I think in the career and technical uh, education and in these, these institutions, there are, there's no other um, form of education in my mind um, that can change the trajectory in someone's life and someone's community and in their family in such a short period of time. Um, because uh, in these institutions, um, they, they prepare their students for the world of work and for the workforce. Um, they, they um, get in, they get out, and they, they get a job. And they build those skills that they can build on um, going on in life. So it's not necessarily just that first career, but it gives you the skills that you need to, to build um, in, in the future as well. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, after high school, many CTE graduates and SkillsUSA students often take many different paths. Um, they can continue their career-focused education um, at the technical college, at the community college or trade school. Um, they can enroll uh, in a four-year university um, or they may seek an apprenticeship or join um, the military or sometimes go right into work with that hands-on training that they've received and then later come back and build upon that as well. So, uh, so many opportunities um, for those students. Yeah, yeah. I like how you mentioned about the, we call them soft skills, which would be um, you know, a student's <clears throat> uh, working on a student's, you know, interview skills, communication skills that a lot of our career and technical institutions, like you said, because they have the connection into the, the business and industry world, uh, really focus on, um, yeah. which, which I think is great. And I think what you guys are doing is great. I know that you offer your own, I think you call them badges or is it certifications at students? Our credential. And, and I think that, that's one thing that you'll see in CTE of those credentials uh, that, uh, of value and one that we are career essentials, curriculum assessment um, and credentialing program is, is what SkillsUSA is really focusing on. Again, those framework skills, those employability skills um, of our students and um, it, taking them through those programs to ensure that they're prepared to enter the, the world of work. And I think that many students in quality CTE programs they not only have better graduation outcomes, and this is on the secondary level, but then also the post-secondary level. They have not only better graduation outcomes, but they also are ready for employment. So they have their employability and their, um, those opportunities are available for them. And they have better employment rates than you see in, in other forms of, of training because of 
um, the hands-on opportunities that they've had for for job shadowing, apprenticeships, internships, co-op programs, those experiences um, that really do provide them with not only a, a better understanding of the world of work, but really those experiences um, that they need to be successful and apply those practical skills to real world scenarios and, and prepare them for um, the employment they're going to, to enter into. Shelly, we didn't, we didn't talk about this. And if you, if, and if you would rather we didn't, oh, that's okay. But but I, I think it's uh, our audience is probably wondering what 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 structure are we talking about here? I know Skills USA. I've been to your national meeting. I see the thousands and thousands of motivated young uh, students that have worked their way up through your infrastructure of school-based programs to uh, maybe county to state, national. Mm -hmm. Could you be? Could you just give us very quickly a thumbnail about? Skills USA and what your structure, because there might be some people in our audience that just are not familiar with it or didn't realize that someone down the hall is actually working with some of these, these students. Absolutely. Well, with, in Skills USA, we um, serve um, students in all 50 states and three territories. We have state associations in all 50 states and three territories. We serve um, approximately 400,000 students and teachers nationwide in middle school, high school, and college post-secondary programs in over 130 different um, occupational and skilled trades areas and, uh, and also service uh, occupations. Um, we are in approximately 20,000 classrooms across the nation. Um, SkillsUSA is uh, embedded in those classrooms. And, um, and we, as a talent pipeline, um, SkillsUSA's classrooms graduate um, more than 100,000 career-ready students annually. Um, and you mentioned uh, the, the credentialing that we do. Um, SkillsUSA offers career-ready skills development um, through our online um, career essential suite. And that is the curriculum, the assessments, and those credentialing opportunities um, that we, we offer our, our um, students each year. And you're right, we're in many classrooms um, and it's in schools across the nation in every state. Um, and, and right now you mentioned they were getting to go to um, national conference and, and, uh, and that many may have seen that. Um, right now we have students across the nation that are um, competing virtually, many of them uh, on a regional and state level and preparing to come to our um, virtual national conference um, this year. Um, but also I want to encourage, uh, encourage those folks. So that competition and, and getting to, to really uh, hone those technical skills in the classroom, getting students prepared, all students prepared um, at the local level um, really is so important. And, um, but also this year we are adding to our national conference, something that's called um, Connect to My Future. And you were talking about, we were talking about the importance of business and industry. And this is going to allow more of our students and instructors to connect to our national industry partners. Um, so our industry partners from across the nation and have those experiences and take um, part in those experiences in their classroom. 
Um, so, so excited to have more students that we will actually be able to deliver national programming to. Um, you know, it has yeah. been, yeah. Uh, it, it has been a challenge for many of our technical instructors to be in a virtual environment. And, and so uh, just really excited to be able um, to bring um, the, our national business and industry partners to them this year. Wow. You know, you know, we're, we're clamoring and, and there's a national discussion about essential jobs and what are they and who are they. It just to be that SkillsUSA has been dealing with people that want to go into what we would call essential jobs for 100 years. You've mm -hmm. been dealing with the leadership, the student yeah. leadership and the, the, the teachers that are preparing the, these young people for 100 years now. So any of our audience that has the opportunity to go to one of your competitions, whether it's locally or whether it's regional or state, you should. And if you got a chance to go to the national competition, that is just outstanding. It's so much activity. There's so many excited young people. You can't leave that place without being absolutely ex ex thoroughly excited about the future of, of young people in this country. You can't leave that place. My compliments to you. Well, I'm very excited. I'm excited about you know, being able to offer this opportunity to our students um, nationwide during this very challenging year for everyone in, in education. Um, and, and, but I also look forward uh, to the time when we're able to, to all gather uh, together again for our national yeah. conference. Um, so you can see that on display um, that, that really, uh, that, and we can really focus on elevating technical skills in, in uh, America. And I think that's what we're, we do through our programming, whether it's virtually yes. Or, yes, um, uh, or at our national conference on uh, in person or, uh, or virtually either way, um, just uh, love elevating the skill trades and, and our outstanding students and advisors and business partners um, from across the nation. You're, 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 right, on, you're right, on, right on target. We want to really thank you for really giving us some of your time today. Uh, it went into a it went into a lot of a couple of areas, <laughs> but that's a good thing. That's a, absolutely a good thing. The more that we can bring out to tell our audience, which are which are school school counselors, about the benefits of groups like yours, that's what we should be doing. That's what we're doing. and we want to thank you for coming on. Can't think of a better spokesperson to talk about uh, preparing young people for these jobs. I want to thank you. Anyone who's interested in more information on SkillsUSA, um, how to become a member, how to get some additional information on their, on their meetings and their leadership councils or whatever, you should call 703-777-8810, or you can go to their website, which is www.skillsusa.org. Before we close, I want to thank Shelly, for, for giving us her time today. This has been an absolutely crazy year. I can only imagine what it's, what it's meant to your people to have a sound, solid leader like you, giving them real solid direction. We want to thank you for joining us on Imagine America Radio. And for our audience, I want to thank you for taking the time out. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, 
imagine-america.org forward slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now, thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.